Namaste. Bienvenidos a todos. Como Rada dijo, Namaste significa que yo reconozco su realidad divina, su alma, su corazón, no solamente su cuerpo. We don't focus on the body. Y hay muchos cuerpos, hay siete cuerpos que tenemos. Y lo que es importante es purificar todos los cuerpos y el alma y alcanzar el Espíritu Supremo. So this is the path of Sat Yoga. We are here to purify in the first phase of our work all the different levels of our reality, including the physical, starting with the physical body, but including the mind, soul, spirit. And then after the purification, there is a higher level of awakening to the truth of our being, our sat, which brings about a realization of illumination, that we are luminous beings of spirit. And then there's a further level. Once we know that, once we know that all our values change, we live in a different way. Our attitude toward reality changes because we realize that all of reality is consciousness. And we are consciousness. And it is all one consciousness. So instead of there being conflict, then we are in a state of love, unity. And this leads to the final phase of our journey here in this phenomenal plane of reality the phase of liberation. It's our destiny, it's our fate, it's our deepest desire, but that desire is often hidden, occluded by the ego's lesser desires, it's including its desire to remain ignorant of its real desire. And that's why the purification of the mind is so necessary, particularly the unconscious mind, there is a part of our mind we're not even aware is functioning that contaminates our consciousness and causes us to project things into the world and onto other people that are not real. They are projections from the past, sometimes very positive, too positive, <laughs> sometimes very negative. But they don't match the reality that we live in. They are a dream within a dream. And this is the maya, the illusion of the ego that must be dispelled for us to see the world as it really is. Then at a higher level, there's a cosmic maya, the maya of God that also must be dispelled to be able to see reality as the one consciousness that appears as the many. Because the many is not different from the one. And we are that. But many people are not interested in that level of understanding when they begin such a path. The reason why many come here is simply that they're suffering and they want to get out of pain. And the answer, the solution to their pain hasn't been found in ordinary ways. It hasn't been found in drugs, alcohol, 
hasn't been found even in psychotherapy, hasn't been found in relationships, hasn't been found in making a lot of money, hasn't been found in moving from one place to another. And so they begin to look for happiness within. But this is already a very high stage. I've met many people here who are born in Costa Rica who say, I can't be happy in Costa Rica. I have to leave here and live in Europe to be happy. And then I've met people who have come here from Europe because they thought they couldn't be happy in Europe and they would be happy in Costa Rica. Of course, that didn't work either. But our happiness won't come from being in one place or another. And so all of us are probably at some level seekers of happiness. Yes? How many of you here are seekers of happiness? Great. The problem is this. We look for happiness in the wrong places. And we mistake pleasure for happiness. And the problem is that pleasure is always one side of a coin, the other side of which is pain and suffering. But real happiness is beyond pleasure. So if we're true seekers of happiness, we must also then be seekers of truth. (laughs) Because only when we understand the truth of how reality operates will we find the happiness that we're looking for. Otherwise, we're like a dog chasing its tail and we'll never find what we seek. So this is a school in which one can attain happiness. But only if you're willing to realize the truth of your being, the truth of who you're not, that you think you are now, (laughs) and the truth of who you really are, which transcends your ability to even conceive of the vast, unlimited nature of your true self. And so we have to be very open-minded as well as open-hearted to take in the information and the energy that will raise our vibrational frequency and our consciousness to perceive the unlimited nature of what we are. This can be done directly. It can be done in one instant, the realization of your true self. And so people are often asking, is this a long path that takes years or can it be a short path that I can just do it quickly? Well, yes, you can do it very quickly if you're ready. But if you're kidding yourself that you're ready and you just want to not have to do the work and jump to the end without facing the demons and slaying them, then you'll just keep falling back. You'll have an intellectual knowledge of the truth, but you won't be able to hold on to it. And so it's important not to deceive yourself and to go through the stages of the path in a very honest and authentic way. Because you're not kidding anyone but yourself. Now, purification, as we say, happens on many levels. We focus primarily here on the purification of the mind because it is that purity that will enable us to recognize the impurity of our behavior patterns at the physical level. But the purification of the physical body is, at least at the early stages of the journey, as important. Because although a great awakened sage can be happy even with a body racked by pain, most of us who are in a very painful body are not going to be happy. So it's important to make our bodies healthful. 
And that means we should breathe fresh air, we should get enough sleep, we should get enough exercise, we should have a lifestyle that is pure. And that includes having a very pure sattvic diet. And so people have discovered over the centuries, not only yogis but people in in the West as well, that a diet that is mostly or all ultimately plant-based and that is uh, a diet that doesn't create blockages in the prana, that is raw food mostly and fruit, will bring us to a higher vibrational rate than if we eat heavy kinds of foods and meat and animal protein and those kinds of things. There is a great deal of science based on that. And so just the purification of the body alone will help us to be able to sit more peacefully in our bodies and not get sick and maintain our body in a healthy way long enough to achieve liberation. So that's highly recommended. But it's important not to stop with the purification of the body and the good feelings that that vibrational frequency in the cells of the body will give you. That's step one. Then the purification of the mind becomes far more important. Because if we don't purify the unconscious mind, we may find that in our unconscious there is what in psychoanalysis is referred to as a death drive. There's an inner enemy that wants to sabotage us. It wants to defeat us. It wants to hold us back because we may have unconscious feelings of guilt or shame or inadequacy or unworthiness or anxieties or depressions or other kinds of feelings, beliefs, fantasies about ourselves that are very negative, that keep us in a state of anger with other people and dissatisfaction with our life situation and that produce a kind of eating away at our soul. And these negative feelings are equally capable of producing physical illnesses. Many, many diseases are admitted by doctors now to be psychosomatic, including heart disease and cancer, even though diet can contribute to cancer, but uh, a, a, a negative soul can also contribute to all of these illnesses, and, and, and that includes a, a huge list of sicknesses that we take for granted that the answer is taking pills, but usually those pills only act as a band-aid and create worse side effects. So to have the accurate understanding of how this divine vehicle of the body functions and its purpose to carry us to the highest levels of bliss we need to have an accurate understanding not only of the body itself but of the unconscious mind that is sitting in the body and that must be purified of its negativity, its negative self-images and its attitudes. And when our attitude is one of compassion, gratitude for being alive and love, then that energy has a great healing power not only for our own bodies, but a power that can be transmitted to others as well. And the more that we can help to be facilitators of healing for others, the more we also will receive the feedback from the universe that will improve our own well-being. And the more that purification happens of the unconscious, the more steadiness, stability we will have the less we will be rocked by emotional shocks, the less we will fall into depressions or 
hysteria or other reactions. And the more we will be able to climb to higher levels of insight, higher levels of compassion, higher levels of realization of our oneness. And all of this purification ultimately leads to a palpable recognition that we are not a physical, separate individual in a world of other individuals, but that we are part of the one supreme consciousness that is the creative force and the ground of the entire universe. And that's when life becomes really interesting. That's when you become a player of the cosmic game, not of the ego game any longer. And we become co-creators with God. We become conduits and vehicles of that higher wisdom that wants to bring peace back to the earth that the human ego is destroying. It wants to bring back stability, even at the level of geophysical stability, earthquakes. They are caused by the instability of the human soul that gets communicated to Gaia, the spirit of the earth, and the climate change, and all of the other changes that we are facing that are a karmic result of our malpractice of human existence because we have been in a false consciousness. We have to heal ourselves and to heal our planet that we have injured. That is our karmic responsibility. And we will gain the tools and the understanding to do that. And that also releases us from a necessity, a a kind of guilt that we all carry that that brings about a need to help heal our planet that is suffering because of our own actions. And then we will graduate from this school and really begin to get the more advanced teachings from within that will guide us to the last stages of liberation from this plane. And all of this wisdom is wisdom that isn't taught in most schools. I'm sure most of you have gone through a lot of very boring years of education. And you probably haven't learned the things you'll learn in this school. And so if you're interested in learning those higher insights and ways of being, and in a cooperative environment, a community of souls who are also on this path of purity and growth and love, then you will find that the energy field of a community will create more power, more support, more ability for everyone to rise to higher states. And this bonding together as fellow seekers and fellow realizers of the one truth, the one beingness that we are, brings about a kind of love relation that synergizes the most creative activity that we could do on this planet. Because people have an inherent desire to work together, to cooperate, to create beautiful things in the world. But today, the egos don't cooperate any longer. Even in armies, even in corporations, they don't get along, they fight. They can't manage to accomplish things because no one any longer has that trust of the other or the love, or the the sense that there is a higher purpose to all of our actions. And so there's a passive, aggressive resistance 
that the ego has in all of the organizations that you have probably ever belonged to. And that is demoralizing. And it brings down our spirit and it makes us often feel, well, what's the use? You know, nobody else is doing the right thing. Why should I do the right thing? And then cynicism sets in and bitterness and we tend to close down. And pretty soon we're just uh, living with blinders and watching TV and, you know, no longer experiencing life in the vibrant way that we could. And so entering a, a spiritual path is an opportunity to start life over again with a sense of vision and of renewed innocence and joy in the potential that your human life can have to affect all of planetary life. And once we have reached a point in our meditative practice that we touch in to the kundalini, the shakti, the power of spirit that is like an electric current within us, and that energy begins to flow, we will feel that our brain is illuminated and filled with new kinds of thoughts and feelings and insights that we have never felt before. And the scales fall away and there's a a whole different world that we can now act in egolessly, selflessly, to bring about the most wonderful changes. And that kind of freedom to act without the imprisonment in the ego box, whether it's the box of being very conventional or the box of being afraid or of being limited in our beliefs of what we can accomplish, all of those imprisonments of our spirit fall away. And then we understand what liberation means. So I hope you give yourself the gift of the liberation of your spirit. You owe it to yourself. And it is the prize that will bring you eternal happiness. And so since all of you are seekers of happiness, you'll find that this path will bring you what you're seeking.